Um, let me speak just very briefly about um, the sort of policy outlook, and I just spent uh, a, over an hour on one of those round the world radio tours. Uh, if you've ever done that, that's quite dizzy. Uh, but you know, it's sort of drive time radio, uh, and it's very top line soundbite. Uh, but the line of attack, or you know, when you're talking to radio hosts, they're basically more on the conservative side of the aisle. Uh, so, but the line that's coming out of the media today is all about, um, you know, unemployment extend, unemployment benefits extensions, and why is it that these Republicans are continuing to block it? Uh, and I, I think it gives us, you know, a great but difficult issue set to go in and sort of test run our message for this fall, um, because this is the kind of thing that they'll come at us with. The president said yesterday. He said, you know, those Republicans, those mean-hearted, mean-spirited Republicans, you know, all they do is they sit around and they try and figure out how to give their fat cat friends a tax break and how we're going to do that versus trying to help those that are out of work. Now, come on. Who believes that? You know, and we shouldn't let them get away with that. That is utter nonsense. Uh, and what I tried to do this morning, and hopefully we're going to hear the echo as we have our stake out today and as we, again, proceed towards the election, uh, is, you know, they don't want to pay for anything. You know, they, they really don't. Uh, and if you don't believe with a $3 trillion budget here that there isn't some money to extend these benefits, then the American people have absolutely every reason in the world not to trust this government. I mean, that, that's where we got to come back and come back hard. Because what Republicans believe is we believe we ought to start paying for things around here. And that is the bottom line. Uh, and, and really what we are beginning to see now is that message uh, is beginning to take hold. And when you put that into the context of this election and what's at stake, I think it allows us a path to win. Uh, just take a look at uh, Chris Christie in New Jersey. I was up in Trenton about a month ago and met with him. Now, I don't want to sell my own governor, Bob McDonald, short because he's doing a phenomenal job with the Commonwealth, and many of you are residents. Uh, but, and I will tell you, I will speak about Christie because, frankly, that state of his is in a lot worse shape than Virginia. Uh, and when you look at, I mean, we just ran, it's unbelievable, $200 million surplus was announced in Virginia last week. Uh, but that's because I believe with the fiscal policies that were put in place, and they cut 800 and some million dollars out of the budget. Now, Christie has got a 33% budget deficit in that state. Uh, and try that on for size. Uh, but he says he's going to go about trying to go and get bipartisan support to balance it. And he did. He got a, a plan through the Democratic-controlled legislature up there in Trenton. And, and the way he did it uh, was he appealed to one half, if you will, uh, of the citizens of that state. And that was the half that is paying for everything. And as we know, there are more, almost 60% of people in the country get more out of the government than they do pay in. And in New Jersey, they got some of the highest tax rates in the country, confiscatory on the inheritance tax and others. Uh, they have got highest property tax rates, some of the highest public employee wage unions. You can't keep going. You know, if you're an employee, a public, a government employee in New Jersey and you best, you have permanent health care. Permanent. Now, no wonder they have this kind of deficit off into the uh, future. There's no way you can sustain that. 
Uh, so he played into that and said, you know what, we're going to go back to common sense here. And we're going to step people through this. And they just get, viscerally, you can't keep sustaining this. You can't keep electing politicians that want to go in and increase the wages and the benefits for those sector of, this, of the citizenry without impacting the ability to have a lasting, growing economy. The $70 billion of wealth, he said, that has escaped that state in the last 10 years. And that is going down and going down fast, and they're still the most affluent state in the country. Uh, but again, I think it's a great test model for us as we begin to think about not only our message this fall, but how we're going to run a, a government and a house here when we take over. It is about demonstrating to the people that we get it. It's about not shying away from the tough responses that will have to come. Uh, and so, I, I, again, I'm very encouraged our candidates are delivering this no-nonsense message. Uh, and they are on fire about it because the people are on fire. I think the best sort of example and illustration to me about the choice, if you will, the crossroads that America is at and the choice that needs to be made at that crossroads, uh, is the vision and the visual of uh, the government employee unions in Athens, Greece a couple months ago. Look at what their protest was about. The message was very straightforward. Give me more. And we can't stand to have less vacation, we need more pay, we need more benefits. Versus the vision of the Tea Party activists in this country. Again, both on the extreme, but the Tea Partiers are saying, enough, enough, give me my life back. I don't want Washington telling me what I should be doing, what kind of health care I should be purchasing, or what kind of mortgage or credit card I can have. I want to be able to make my own decisions. Because, damn it, my success in this country is born out of the way I earn it and the way I go about every day expressing my desires on how to go forward. Uh, and, and that is the essence of what I think that our argument is about. That's America. That's what people are so upset when they see this agenda that, that Obama's pushing. It's, it's aggravated the job outlook, despite the promises to the contrary. And it also speaks to the fundamental question of an America and what kind of country do we want to be? And it is not that which has been born out of this White House and the majority. So listen, we've got a lot of work to do. I mean, nobody is in our conference measuring any drapes. You know, the, the, uh, you know, the leader and I are working hard to make sure our candidates have got what they need. We've got a plan uh, through no, uh, before we get out of here in another week or so to make sure that our incumbents have what they need. And I know many of them have been, y'all been very supportive of that 10 list of 10, uh, whether it's Mary Bono Mack or it's Charlie Dent or it's Dave Reichert or, or those kind of candidates that are, or, or, or Dan Lundgren, or those kind of candidates that we need to go in there and shore up. But I think again, uh, we are in good stead. We just got to see if we can expand that playing field so we can take back the majority. So thank you very much.